Welcome back to Instructions Not Included with Jeff and Tori, a show that dives into uncharted obstacles that millennials like us face and the decisions that we make to reshape and rewrite those traditional norms and values that we grew up with. We are back from our first road trip this weekend um, with our son, our two dogs, and we went to the Elite Builders Gala. um, In Fort Lauderdale. In Fort Lauderdale. Hence the shirt if you're watching on YouTube. (laughs) So that gala we've known about for months and it just shows kind of how fast time goes because yeah. we moved in we were like prepping for it the whole time as far as like childcare and everything um and then it came and went it's nuts i mean uh when did we first have lunch with uh, carla and aaron 2022 of september which is also when we came to the Tampa Bay area to look at houses. Yeah, the first time we were looking at houses, the first time we met Aaron and Carla, which ultimately led us to going to EXP and Elite Builders and to just go to that event and just see everybody that we've been... In person. In person that you see on social media and Zoom. It's just so surreal like the the to see these people and be as genuine as they are in person. Mm-hmm. It's such a, a invigorating experience. And I'm so glad we went. Yeah, because there's so many people that are a different persona online and then in person, they're either like super cold or they're just whack in person. Yeah, everybody was as advertised. (laughs) Like, it's just very difficult to be like, oh, I really want to help people. I want to be genuine and and do that on social media and also do that in real life. And you can honestly tell that everybody was on that same same wavelength of of just really how making each other out mm-hmm. okay um clap clap so but then the negative part is of course easton got another cold from daycare and this is the first time that i got hit by the germs yeah that was a. Uh, for any parents who knows what it's like to traveling with a kid try traveling with fur babies on top of that and that <laughs> was our first experience we decided to do all together yeah. so it was a nice Practice. five hour five-hour road trip with a decent amount of traffic um, oh my gosh wait so we're in florida obviously and you know we come from new jersey and this weekend i definitely saw the most florida thing um ever which was so we got stuck in traffic in the everglades area like in the middle i guess of florida right and jeff and i had to stop because easton needed a diaper change and there was someone with a full-on rifle like huge and so we had nowhere else to stop this was like a side of the road type of parking lot and it was the only place we could go but i saw this guy with a rifle and i mean granted he was he had it because he had to protect his like pregnant wife but i think that's when i realized wow we're in florida yeah i mean we got saw our first gator maybe one month uh into moving to our home now we saw our first huge rifle and uh the florida experience just keeps going keeps going um but yeah but now that we're in florida you know like this is what we now consider home Mm -hmm. um which is a perfect segue i guess into our topic for today which is just um what is it like living as a blank american in the diaspora so both jeff and i are filipino but jeff was born here in the states I was born in the Philippines and 
we have a lot of friends, you know, from different backgrounds that are all either, you know, first generation, second generation. Some of my closest friends were also born in the Philippines still. So we just want to go ahead and. So before we move forward, can you uh, describe the fancy term you used, diaspora? So the term diaspora, I actually only heard about that when I was part of the Raise Panay circle. Um, and it's basically just a dis- a word that describes a population of people that live outside of their homeland. Um, so in this case, it's, you know, any person that doesn't live in, I guess, their country that their background is, right? So if you're from the Philip, if your family is has their, their roots in the Philippines and you live in America, um, you know, people of um, Nigerian, you know, people who are, shout out to my best friend who's Ecuadorian, like these are all, um, you don't have to be of one specific ethnicity or culture to live in a diaspora. Um, so basically there's like lots of different, you know, people living in the diaspora, which is just living in the United States. Got it. Yeah. Um, so... You know, for me, another reason why this conversation came up, too, was because my Tito actually passed away um, just last week. And so my mom had to fly home um, to the Philippines. And I, I realized that whenever anyone asks you if you're going to the Philippines, whether they ask you in Tagalog or in English, it's usually like, oh, when are you going home? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like no one ever says, oh, are you going to the Philippines? It's always like, oh. Which means like, oh, when are you going home? So for you, right, as someone who's never been to the Philippines, like, has that ever been a thought for you as far as like your roots are there, but you've never really been connected to it? Yeah. And I, I know we've talked about this and it's just, it's been a difficult conversation for me, mainly because, uh, yeah, it is it is difficult to consider the Philippines my home. Uh, I do see so many people who take pride in, in I guess, the country where they were born and from and, or uh, what is it? Families from. Their families from. And I unfortunately just didn't have that connection. Now that I'm older and just being more interested and curious about it, I'm trying to learn more. But at such a young age, it just wasn't that important to me to feel connected. Yeah. And so it's, it's, I feel like even when we started dating, I was always like, how come you never learned to speak Tagalog? Which also I can't fault you for that because learning how to speak like your mother tongue or your dialect doesn't necessarily necessarily make you more or less, you know, Filipino than you are. I think being Filipino is just like your inherent personality. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's taken so many years for you to finally have a genuine interest and i feel like it wasn't even until my parents were here that my mom was like oh you should learn how to speak tagalog for tonton no i know that definitely what was your change of it was definitely a thought in my mind just because i didn't learn tagalog um as i grew older i felt like it was important for me to know that's why i'm also learning it now and it was just something that was missing out for me I, i guess someone for for someone like you who was born in the philippines do you feel like being born in America would change the way your parents raised you. I know a lot of people in our circle, they were born in America. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel that would change for you and your parents if you were born here? I don't think it would have changed. It would have been different if my parents were born here. 
Like there's yeah, such a difference between parents who were born in America. So I guess any first generation versus parents who immigrated to mm-hmm. America. Right. So I don't think I would have been raised any differently, but I know some people um, who are our age and they're kind of second generation and their parents were so much more Americanized. And I'd always be like, Oh, why can't my parents be so much, you know, less strict or um, how come they can't be, um, like, why can't they, you know, do X, Y, or Z? And then as I kind of got older, it was more like understanding that it wasn't that they were strict because they wanted to be, but I couldn't imagine moving to another country, not having the resources that we do now yeah. and trying to raise a child, raising a child on, on your own. It's hard. A horrible. Uh, horrible not horrible a difficult <laughs> yeah um scenario let alone in another country where it's foreign to you you're the foreigner in this country um so it's more like they were just trying to protect me as much as they could because they just don't know what is common versus mm-hmm. what is like quote shouldn't be allowed or should be allowed and now i just have a better understanding <clears throat> Um, of their perspective because now as a mom I just put myself in their shoes and it's just like you don't know what's out there yeah it's such a difficult experience for like immigrant parents to come here and I guess let's call it the middle of their lives uh, to just find a better life provide for a better life for their family their young child Mm -hmm. and just mix the two what would be cultures American culture And for us, Filipino culture and instill that in your child. So for for me, from my experience, I felt like my parents leaned more towards the American side just because I didn't learn Tagalog. Uh, I wasn't really forced to eat Filipino food. They were just like, let me eat pizza and like whatever I wanted and just let me be free in that regard. Um, So I could feel I feel like it would be different for families who were more in tune i guess with their culture from their homeland yeah so for me i like one of my um most used anecdotes i guess you could say about like filipino identity and also just growing up not knowing how not even knowing that i was different than my you know white slash american classmates um was like my one of the first days of kindergarten where um my lunch was our ulam from the night before and i'm pretty sure it was chicken adobo and i like remember having like my rice the um adobo like my aladdin lunch box lunch box um and my fork and spoon and everyone else either Mm -hmm. bought lunch um like in you know they milk and whatever yeah everyone had a sandwich like a peanut butter jelly sandwich and whatever i had lunchables <laughs> well yeah i and i ended up getting lunchables because i'd be like mom like i don't want this mm-hmm. and i now if if like it's just so funny because now like filipino like cuisine is like this up-and-coming thing like everything is uber flavored yeah. and it's just like it Be- took so long to get to a point where like our identity and our our I guess you could say our ethnicity and our culture was something that became more mainstream and accepted too. Yeah, because I, I, I know for me, sorry to interrupt. I, I felt like 
I was like a little embarrassed in a way yeah. to be Filipino. Like uh-huh. I grew up around like uh, a lot of Hispanic people. Um, those were my closest friends, and I kind I felt more aligned with th- that. Uh, what is it? Background culture. Mm-hmm. And it's sad to say because I'm Filipino and I wasn't even proud of that growing up. Was it? Do you think if like your like what do you wh- like what do you think? What do you wish your parents did differently to expose you to, you know, your heritage? Because, like, what did you know about being Filipino growing up? Like, did you even know your your family's background or, like, their immigration story? Honestly, I, it just seems like such a blur. Like, when I think about it, it's, it I only think about it in terms of, generic thoughts like oh they came here to have a better life and mm-hmm. um my mom came here first and then my dad she uh got my get my dad to come as well and i feel like they were so focused on providing and and keeping the house together and just surviving in this new country a whole different lifestyle that it was difficult to balance uh all those things and one of those things was just like instilling the filipino culture uh in me that i felt like i would have appreciated i would have loved i love would have loved to know tagalog now just because that is the language of our homeland i would have loved to be able to share stories that i could share with our son easton so now it's important for me to kind of get more educated learn the language and be able to share that with him just because I know that's something that was important to me that I felt I was missing and you luckily got that experience that you could share with him yeah and I think my parents though like I was definitely like rebelling against it right because it was first like oh I just want a sandwich for lunch and then it was like I'd come home and my mom would be like no English at home like just Tagalog at home and then it would be like oh but um like my friends like are allowed to have a sleepover or like um I don't want to go to Simbangabe every like, like for Christmas, it's like Simbangabe is like, you know, there's one huge party, but then it's like you have to go every time because, you know, in a lot of cases, Catholicism is also very heavily tied to Filipino life. And so definitely like I was rebelling against it and my parents did their best to kind of like um, keep it as involved in my everyday life as possible. Um, but it definitely wasn't until I was older where I wasn't trying to, um, kind of like, I wasn't wishing that like we had the same type of America's like Sunday dinners that Mm. everyone had because it was like, we did dinner every night. Um, so why was I trying to have like an Italian, like, you know, I dated people that were of Italian descent, Irish descent. And it was like, I always looked at them as like, wow, their family is so amazing. But then I never, even if my parents were, even when my parents were trying hard, I was still rebelling against them um, because I never valued our family unit until I was maybe even like, I don't know, when I moved away. Like when I moved away to Houston and I was like, damn, I like really miss my family. And um, even like, all my cousins in the Philippines, like um, whenever I get to visit, it just feels like I miss so much. And it's like whenever I see them, it's like a wedding or unfortunately when someone passes away and there's so many things that already 
pass by mm-hmm. and it's like we have to always catch up at only very specific moments and I you're just, talking about like the family in the philippines yeah and it's just like you know growing up my mom would always be like oh your tita's on the phone and i would hate it because it's like i didn't know what to say to them because i wouldn't have that same like connection connection because i didn't see them often and now um like my mom's there now and i was talking to my tita cora she was there and like um it's just a different level of like respect a different level of like longing that like i wish i was with them um and also because like it makes me emotional because my mom doesn't view the united states as her home my mom views the philippines Mm -hmm. as her home and like i know one day she's gonna move back that's what her like plan has always been um and it's like that's home and I'm going to just have to accept that like she's done her job here of like yeah. raising her family, um, being able to support all her co- um, all of her brothers and sisters, you know, my cousins. And now it's just like, you know, do I still consider the Philippines my home or do I consider now Florida our home? Yeah. Like, what are we going to tell Easton? Like. This is this is home, right? He was born here like. I mean, for me, it is. That's yeah. that. That's uh, kind of a question for yourself, being born in the Philippines. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, um, like in this case, it's like, do you think you would have felt have felt differently if if your um, parents like brought you to the Philippines? I don't know. I mean, I would like to think so, just because I've never been to the Philippines. I don't really know what it's like. I've only heard stories, and it's just a whole different experience of just being able to see it, being around your 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 own people. Mm-hmm. Like going through most of grade school, I wasn't really around Filipinos until I got into high school. That's when I first really had friends who were Filipino. So that's when I started learning more about my culture. But it started too late. I feel like it was important for me to kind of learn that younger, be mm-hmm. surrounded by people, uh, like Filipino people outside of my family. Ultimately, it's always it's always on my list to go back to the Philippines just to really experience what life out there is like so I can be genuine and know what, that mean, what it means to be Filipino in that time. Yeah, and it's just like such, um, it's, it's an experience that you really can't put into words, right? Because <clears throat> short culture is like, the food music like um personalities and i feel like americans know filipinos as you know karaoke singers Mm -hmm. and like super friendly and in like the hospitality service everybody's a nurse yeah um you know um, people that dance and like being in the arts um and now like everything is again like i said ube flavored and there's such a small um i feel like you just can't and this is probably for different cultures too it's like you just can't put the essence of being filipino like in a box like when you go to the philippines like whether you know especially if you go to like certain you know i'm from pandak and like my mom's side's from the uh from pandak and it's like yeah you know it's not the type of like houses that we're used to Mm -hmm. or anything like that but like the people there are just so hardworking. They're so resilient and they're always kind of going to just have a smile on their face. And that energy is just very, um, I don't know. It's just like an energy that like you just can't replicate. And I feel like coming to the States, like I remember my mom would just be like, you know, it's so different here. Like 
we don't talk to our neighbors like it's not the same type of family that you know my mom grew up on the same like street if you will as like all of like her siblings and like you know some of my family still lives in the same area that my mom you know kind of was raised in so it's just hard to even define what being Filipino means because it's such a I guess you could say like it's such an undescribable feeling that like you can only know it when you're actually around you know whether you're going to see the different landscapes of the Philippines you're going to see the different like talents of Filipino people you know all the amazing food and not just like you know what you see like the lumpia and like whatever like real Mm -hmm. spreads of like you know handmade um not handmade like homemade food um, but I think that's why it was so important for me to at least bring some of like the tradition even to our wedding. Yeah. Um, yeah, and share that with other people. I think being able to share your culture yeah. with other people who are of different ethnicities is important. It's how people get educated. They experience more like the world is so vast just to only know American culture yeah. or just your own uh, country's culture it is not enough to get the full experience of yeah. everything that life has to offer. Yeah, so that's people. why it was like um you know i'm such a sentimental person so you know using the coins and like the veil that my mom used for their um 25th <clears throat> anniversary that on its own was just important for me to to do because i wanted to kind of like you know honor my parents um but at the same time i was like oh like this is kind of one of the first things we can do as like a married unit to be <laughs> like this is part of who we are. And I think it was super cool, right? Like the veil. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what the pieces were at the wedding? Remind me. <laughs> um, so the veil is supposed to represent like your community and that, you know, in order to maintain your marriage, um, you need your community to support you. Like the the cord, which could be pearls or whatever, um, it's supposed, and it, you put it in like a figure eight, um infinity symbol around like you know both of us that's supposed to just represent of course like the infinity of love as long as you put in that effort there's the coins that's supposed to represent um prosperity the the candles and that was just such an important thing and also to just bring our closest friends to Mm -hmm. be a part of it especially because we you know we didn't do a traditional bridal party or anything Mm -hmm. like that it was just like a great way for us to be like this is not only is the non-traditional wedding so us but also like just this was very like indicative of like who we are and how we want to step out into the world as husband and wife because um you know it's just important to me and i think now it's something that is becoming more important to you yeah i think the idea of traditions and and passing that on from generation to generation is important i mean these things that we did at our wedding and are a part of our culture has transcended time so people for tens of years maybe even longer have been doing these similar uh activities let's call it and to be able to share that and educate easton and share that with people in our circle is is really cool just to take it another level up when i was doing raised pinai though I didn't realize that a lot of like the Filipino food and tradition that I was, you know, accustomed to is not actually like the indigenous, you know, Filipino culture, because a lot of it is 
after Spanish colonialism. Yeah. So it's like um, that's why a lot of Tagalog words have similar Spanish roots and like different foods that we have right have very sim are similar to some of you know machado menudo like uh, there's very similar foods in spanish and hispanic cultures mm -hmm. um so like if you were to even dive into the true history of like pre-colonial culture it's a whole different language we did not believe in catholicism it was like a matter of like gods and goddesses mm -hmm. um food was completely completely different because it was like you know filipinos were already having um like trades with like different countries you know in the area and so that's also where the more history you learn sometimes you're like damn like um <laughs> the move to america i feel like a lot of people didn't realize how difficult it was going to be yeah um because i feel like a lot of people thought oh i'm gonna move to america and it's going to be an automatic change of lifestyle. But it's like there are so many different obstacles that our parents and, you know, grandparents had to face, like the racism, just like difficulty in getting finances. Jobs. Like, um, yeah, for you, I know you were raised in a household with just you and your parents, whereas I was raised in a multi-generational household where it was seven or seven or eight of us mm -hmm. uh, in one, under one roof. And it was necessary because financially, uh, when they came here to this country, they needed each other to be able to afford a house. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was such like growing up in that household, it kind of confused me with American culture because I mm -hmm. thought that's how everybody lived. Yeah. So I had like my aunts, my uncles, and then every uh, different people were taking care of me. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was such a normal thing until I went to school and realized, oh, people have just their parents so it, yeah. it's just you guys have dinner at the same time mm -hmm. well that's why too it's just like sometimes even the even like the decisions that we make now right like us moving away from our family um it's just like sometimes it's like oh people kind of making comments that were kind of going against the grain and it's kind of being like disrespectful mm -hmm. Um, but again, that's just like the issue, right, with learning how to live your own life, but knowing that like sometimes you may never be American enough and that's okay. And sometimes like those old school Filipino people or whatever, you know, background you're from, the older generation may never view you as Filipino enough either. And it's like the difficulty of being a Filipino American is truly knowing that like it's in your blood, regardless of if you're mixed, regardless if you speak the language or not, if you just started eating certain foods or cooking the foods. And it's just like, nah, I don't think anything can really take away from your Filipino-ness, I guess you could say. But I think it's also our jobs to educate ourselves and to really um, keep that, keep those traditions alive in our family. So yeah. it's like, we can't blame our parents and then not do anything about it um well, what do you look forward to sharing with easton uh f in regards to our culture i think it's just like the food specifically the food is like yeah the, it's not just so much like the food but it's just like you know and again like there's so many shared um characteristics right with different cultures but like most of my childhood like the best memories that I have is just like, oh, and we did Filipino breakfast at 
um, our wedding at our wedding and it's just like filipino breakfast is like canned foods or like you know preserved meats but do you know the the background of why like spam and corned beef like that? no it's like share it it's because world war ii and like you know a lot canned food is really what you could you know you can preserve it for a long time etc have it but i'm pretty sure it started because of world war ii um but anyway like a lot of my best <clears throat> a lot of my best memories were waking up to my mom cooking or just like seeing my mom cooking and just like being so amazed at like how this little woman made such a spread of everything and like um i take pride in that and like you know i i feel like i still don't know how to cook like her like she'll tell me all of her recipes but one like i know there's so many people out there who's like whose moms or grandmothers you know aunts what have you maybe even dads my dad's a great cook mm -hmm. um that when you ask them how do i cook this it's like oh yeah um just eyeball it eyeball it right so um in Tagalog, my mom, it's um, tancha. Ah, tanchain mo lang. And it's like, okay, but like, is there two tablespoons first? Like two cups. Um, so a lot of my fondest memories growing up is like my mom being in the kitchen. Um, you know, all the Filipino parties. And I just, I'm, I'm hopeful, like, you know, growing up, um, especially like when your parents are like getting older, like every time like one huge milestone is like met and like my parents are able to be there like i hold that very closely so it's like i hope that like my like eason is able to taste like his lola's cooking mm -hmm. and all that stuff because it's just um you know it's just an important part of my mom and like i don't know like i feel like even if even if i was italian even if i was i don't know ethiopian i feel like food is such a big part of culture that it's like it just brings so many vivid memories like smell taste yeah like the. i mean sometimes filipino food is not the best visually but like it's cool that a lot of these like um modern chefs are like doing their spin on it to make it yeah, like, look it's becoming much becoming more of a popular cuisine yeah um but definitely like the food culture and just like the like the courageous like resilience of like the filipino spirit i think is like what i've seen and that's like what i try to um you know live myself and that's what i would want to teach easton yeah i mean every time people hear i'm filipino like i got and they have filipino friends they're just very like oh my god uh, the people from the Philippines are always so friendly, so caring, so hardworking, and it's great to have that attached to our background. I think growing up as a first generation in America, um, like most of our friends, it's, it's a little difficult because you're trying to understand what is the norm in America. You're not really familiar, uh, for me at least, with the culture of your parents and, and where you came from. And then if you're uh, if you're a parent yourself trying to figure out the perfect blend of what to instill in your child. So I think it's important to have a good mix of that mm -hmm. and staying true to our homeland, our mm -hmm. cultures from our homeland is important just to keep passing that passing that down from generation to generation. 
I would love to do like a follow-up episode and maybe talk to some of our friends who are of like mixed um whose kids are now essentially of mixed um descent right because yeah. um like we have john and nina mel and victor yeah two different cultures completely right. yeah like hispanic asian and just trying to find Blend that balance those. so maybe we should do like a follow yeah we should do a follow-up episode and just see like how are they balancing um teaching their kids you know that mom is from here and dad is from here because even how john and nina um like refer or their kids refer to like nina's parents versus john's parents it's like Welo versus like i don't think they can say lola but it's like a um like a variation of it mm-hmm. so it's just like even in those certain practices it's just like um i just wonder how they find that right balance too especially because yeah. they were both born here so but anyway yeah friends watch out um <laughs> invite coming so yeah so um i think it's definitely something that will be ongoing for us um but what do you what do you hope as as an adult now like what do you want to learn more for your own self and like what is something that you want to teach easton then um just I, i would be interested in learning more about my family just more of where my like my uh i met my grandmother on my mom's side i haven't really met my grandparents on my dad's side because they passed away and i would like to know more about that just so easton can kind of understand where our lineage our lineage mm-hmm. came from um i'm learning tagalog now just because i think that's important for me to learn and for easton to know so that's just the only the ways that i'm trying to kind of build that within him uh i mean i'm always just trying to stay curious i'm just thankful that i have gained an interest in the filipino culture later in life even though i didn't have it to towards the beginning of my life because it's never too late and i think it's just something that is an important part of life everybody's so focused on working and being successful and, and thinking about the future without reflecting on the the past yeah so it's good that i've been able to be around you and and like be more interested and in turn that has made me more interested in learning more about our culture and history yeah and i think it's hard too because you know when it comes to you know being a minority in america too our parents and our family you know they were kind of just trying to survive right and so they're just trying to not stand out and so that's where kind of like the that's also kind of like unfortunately the sad origin of like the roots of like why filipinos are such hard workers and because they just keep their head down they don't complain don't like Um, conflict and just do what they're told exactly because they're just trying to survive this like different world and you know for me even like in sixth grade like someone was like oh go back to the filipinas ian sutherland i'll never forget him (laughs) um anyway um you know i wish i knew how to stand up for myself then because it's one of those things where it's like why are you like why do you care you know like why are you why are you making fun of someone you know from because of where they came from because they're different yeah 
So I wouldn't want to also instill that type of pride in Easton to be like, yeah, and like, so you know, um, so it's just like, it's just our job to stand up for ourselves and to not let, you know, quote society make us fearful of like standing out because our people come from like a very long line of like warriors and fishermen and like um like people of like artisans and there's just so much more to um you know there's so much more beyond what like mainstream people see of like Manny Pacquiao and like whatever mm -hmm. um so it's just our job to educate our our ourselves and our kids and to kind of maintain our identity um in a society that's kind of trying to like drown you know yeah and i think out. a lot of first generation especially from minority backgrounds feel the same way i mean it's just trying to get acclimated to american culture but also staying true to your roots mm -hmm. is a difficult challenge and i think we're all kind of sharing in that journey together yeah so yeah definitely want to do a follow-up episode so we'll see when that can happen but um, otherwise, I think that's going to be it for this episode. Yep. And um, for anyone who's listening, uh, when we post like certain clips like this, please feel free to share your um, stories with us about like your background, um, how that affected you growing up and kind of like the ways that you navigated through that um, as a child, as an adult. We'd love to hear more stories like that um, and maybe even share it in a future episode. So yeah. Otherwise, until then, subscribe, follow, and let's share continue. building our extraordinary lives together. Is that what you say? Designing. Designing. Designing our extraordinary lives together. Peace. See ya.